Haha, <laughs> Dominator Nation, we got a special one for you today. You know his voice. You hear him on every single episode. And you've probably wondered, who is that with that sultry, deep, perfect voice? Well, on this episode, you're going to finally get the opportunity to meet, so to speak, the voice of the Brand Domination Show. He does our intro every single week. He's a longtime good buddy of mine. And I told him, look, I want you to come on the show because I want dominator nation to know who you actually are and not only does he do the voiceover for our show intro but he's also an accomplished entrepreneur he runs a creative agency and on this episode we're actually going to dive into what it takes to build teams that are effective and how he has built his business from working as a solopreneur to actually having a team of creatives and leveling up now he's a highly paid creative consultant, creative director for entrepreneurs and brands. So make sure you tune in. This is my good buddy, the voice of the Brand Domination Show. You're about to hear his voice again. Let's get ready. This is going to be a good one. Welcome to another epic episode of the Brand Domination Show with your host, entrepreneur, social media influencer, and magnetic brand expert, AJ Adams. Every week, we bring you strategies from top entrepreneurs and influencers to help you stop competing and start dominating in your life and business. Now, crank up the volume and prepare to dominate. What's going on, Dominator Nation? Welcome to a very special episode of the Brand Domination Show. The level of epic is more epic than it has ever been epic. And we have a special guest. Uh, you already know him, even though you don't realize it, because every single episode, you hear his voice introducing the show. He's the voice of the Brand Domination Show, the voice of Dominator Nation. I'm the face, but he's the voice. Welcome to the show, Mr. Ursel Watson. Hello, 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 hello. What up, everybody? Great to be here. Awesome, man. So this this was, as, as I was making some decisions for 2020, take the podcast to the next level, we hit uh, number 42 on Apple. So we hit top 50 in the marketing, all marketing podcasts, which is cool because we're competing with people like um, Amy Porterfield and all these top marketing, social media marketing world. So that was really cool. And I was like, you know, what? I got to have Russell on the show because you've been the voice of it. And that that's, I mean, people choose to listen to the show within the first few seconds. And that first, like, 30 seconds, they're hearing your voice. So, you know, congratulations on uh, voicing a top-rated podcast. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. I don't have a face for TV, but I have a voice for podcasting. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make it work. And we're, we'll we're going to gonna jump into your story because we've been talking. We, before the episode, we were already talking and just some of your story and the, the success you've had that people don't even know about. And I want, want our Dominator Nation to get to know you because you've been a part of the show since its inception like i reached out to you and said man i need i need an intro i need someone who's got a unique voice that stands out you're the first person i thought of mm. and it's right. been i mean it's just become a part of the show so give a little background on on who you are and what you do because you've been you're a creative but you've been creative in different spaces uh, yeah, for a long yeah. time um well yeah so uh so here's the funny part one of my very first like out there type of off off the or out of the box jobs. I was this is back in college. I actually was a voice personality for a radio show. This local, <laughs> this, lo this local radio show. I, I was on it. That was like my first debut into the entertainment world. It was this. I mean, the the, the radius was about maybe a seven and a half mile radius. So the station was very small. We had eleven <laughs> listeners, but 
It was legit. It was a legitimate radio station. Um, no, I, I, uh, what can I say? Like, like since I was a kid, I've always been someone that was comfortable in front. So, yeah. so growing up, you know, in church, I was on the, I was on the, in all the pageants and all the, the plays, I was doing all the skits, you know, in, in, in school, I was running for president, even though I wasn't necessarily winning. Um, I was, I was putting myself out there to be in yeah. front, whether it was drama, whether it was on the band, you know, whatever the case was. Um, and so that kind of, my, my passion as a kid was drawing. I was a huge, I was, I was always drawing and I was always taking pictures. My, my dad gave me a camera when I was like seven, snap, snap, snap. So, so I've always had this creative space that I've always somehow functioned in. Yeah. And, and through seasons of my life, it kind of changed. Like once I got to college, one of my, one of, one of, one of my um, professors basically talked me out of pursuing arts pursuing creative things they were like you just need to be a teacher you're you're a great personality go teach these kids but i was like yeah I hate school like i like this is not what i want to do I, but 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 as a dumb you know high school graduate i just took their advice so i i put down my camera i i put down my sketchbook and all through college didn't really do anything creative until i got into the theater program i got into a theater program um, and that kind of rebirthed and, and kind of brought back the, oh, yeah. here's the guy I used to know. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, that happens so, to so many yeah. people like you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, being an entrepreneur, you're typically not surrounded by other entrepreneurs. Like you have mm -hmm. to seek that out and get around other entrepreneurs, other creatives, because the people that you're around are like, what are you doing? Why would you pursue yep. that? Yep. Those are only special people. Well, at some point, those special people were being told the same thing. And, but it, it, I'm glad you picked it back up. Cause when I met you, you had kind of already picked it back up yeah, yeah. back in that space. And that's one of the reasons we really connected. Yeah. Uh, but you also, you also did uh, you were doing some stand up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. After, after, after college, after I dropped out of college, um, I went to an open mic night trying to impress a girl um, and hopped up on stage and, 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 and just, just the background, my, my life dream was always, to be a stand-up comedian yeah. um since i saw delirious i saw delirious in like 89 90 and, and eddie murphy on that stage in that red suit i was like that's what i want to do but i never i never told anyone because <laughs> it was one of those things where i was like at the time my mindset was this is way too big of a dream i'm right. not even going to share it with anybody because I'm envisioning myself on these massive stages in front of massive audiences but nobody will support because that's a crazy idea yeah, I'm not yeah. that special. So I, I, so I literally didn't tell anyone, but then I get on stage and discover, holy crap, like, this is exactly what I thought it would be and more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it went from me trying to get free beer and, and impress this gal to pursuing a career. So I, I did stand up for about 10 years. Um, I was based in the amazing a comedy mecca of Nebraska and, <laughs> and we're all the comics come from you know um <laughs> and so the, the the cool thing was being in such a very small market and having such a very large personality i i, I was on stage way more often than if i would have been in la if i would have been in larger cities even though yeah. the opportunities were smaller and fewer there were only like nine comics so it wasn't like you were competing with these huge numbers so like yeah you kind of like the big fish in a little pond yeah, it's like, and, and we were all friends. So all the all the comedians, we were like, hey, we we, 
at the local club we worked together it wasn't there wasn't the competitive vibe you get in other markets yeah um grew in that space started touring and 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 and, and that's when i really developed the the understanding of how do you how do you tell the same message to a bunch of different people every single day yeah. and learning how to and and, I, and, I, and here's the funny thing i didn't realize that then but now in, in my in, in where i am now that was a skill set I was developing that now works with what I do today. Yeah. And I was, was just thinking like, that how? because that, that happens so often. Like yeah. when I was 14, when I was 12, I taught myself to play the guitar and I Ooh. wanted to be a rock musician. Like I have a binder somewhere uh, with like 200 songs and it mostly emo depressing teenager songs. <laughs> <laughs> but being in that, that creative space, that was my dream until mm. I was probably like 19, um, even into my early 20s. But the skill, it has nothing to do with what I do now, except for the skills that I learned in being creative and learning how to write. And now so much of what I do is creating content, it's writing, mm -hmm. it's understanding the creative processes. And, you know, Dominator Nation, understand that if you're pursuing a dream and it doesn't happen, sometimes that dream is just to get you to the next step because there's an even bigger dream that makes yep. even more sense than what you think it is. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I'm learning to be very, very... And, and, and when, when I, when, if, I'm, if I'm blessed to have children, I'm going to raise my children to pursue their dreams, but to not share them. Like, be right. very selective on who you share your dream with because absolutely 99% of the people are going to say, you're freaking nuts. What are you thinking? You Why? might have some brothers like uh, Joseph and share your dream and- Yeah, and they'll put you in the pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll try to kill you. Like, let's, let's kill this mug. Yeah, that's Bible people. Like, yeah, that's that's be careful who you share a dream with. Real talk, and 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 and, I, and I'd even say, <laughs> outside of your immediate family, de depending on, because I love my family to death, but I was raised in a family where the the plan was you get your education, you right. go be the best at what you're educated in, and you kill it, and then when you retire, you can maybe chase those dreams you had when you were a child. Yeah, and somewhere around the line, I was like, wait a second, I'm 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 studying to be a teacher. I was raised by a teacher and we've never had money. We, we, we never had the, we had just enough to get through because teachers right. make zero dollars. So based on making zero dollars up till I'm 65, that retirement's <laughs> gonna fund my dreams, didn't make any sense. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. and at that time, I didn't, I, I didn't know what the alternative route was, but I knew that the route I was on was not it. So it was yeah. like, when I dropped out of school, it wasn't because I mean, yeah, I was failing all my classes, but it wasn't because of the lack of success I was having in school. It was the realization of I'm in a cycle and, I've, and, I've, and I'm in a generational cycle because all my family, they're all teachers. So like, I, yeah. know, I know what that looks like. Yeah. I don't want this. Yeah. You know, and, so. And that, that's the key thing too, man. With like, as you were talking, I was thinking dreams are like glass. Yeah. Like they're incredibly fragile and you can't entrust those dreams to people who don't don't get it because they'll yeah. look at it and think, what, what is this? It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, you know, I was, you're smarter than me because I dropped out of college three times. I, I tried it two more times after the first dropout. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now let me try one more time. Let me try, let one, me more try time. one more time. <laughs> and it, it took me a while to, to realize it. But I mean, you've got, when you, when you're in that space of wanting to do something, you want to create something. Mm -hmm. You don't want to just go and get a job. You want to create your career it's never going to align with 99% of people because yep. that's why it's only that one to 3% of people who ever do that. And you have to be crazy, literally, you have to be crazy enough, irrational enough, and believe in it enough 
to do the opposite of what everyone is yeah. telling you because yeah. it's super high risk. That's good. It's, yeah. it's super, it, um, you know, you, you, you wagering your entire future on mm. the possibility that you might be successful at this mm. thing you're dreaming of that no one you know has ever done. Yeah. There's no precedent for yeah. it. And you're going to yeah. go and chase it. And then you got to go find those people who are just as insane as you are. Yeah. And hopefully in that you realize, ah, I'm not insane. I'm actually yeah. smart. Um, but that it's a big risk. <sighs> That that word might is one of the biggest. Like it might work. Like exactly. <laughs> but here's 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 the thing. I, I there's a part of me that, like I was I was pursuing and going for my. I don't know why I was studying theater for a degree. I guess I was like I'll teach it. Maybe who knows? But I remember when the realization of I'm in this ensemble, and now there are other people that can dictate the success of what I'm in. I I hated that. And I was like, because now my, my, my success is risked on if you, don't, if you don't get your line correct and mess up the scene, we're ruined. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where I was like, I pivoted out of theater. And, 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 and that's why I really love the idea of stand-up because the idea was, hey, look, it is all on you now, bro. If you fail, you have to own it. But if you win, you, can, you also own the win. And no one can, there's no other determining factors but me. Yeah. And that's um, really, so that's really interesting and powerful because from knowing you and for dominators uh, listening, Ursula and I worked in the same church together. We spent a lot of time uh, collaborating together on things. And one thing I know about you is you don't, you don't take credit for the, all the win. You share the credit. You're, you're quick to put it on someone else, the success. And that's what I found with the most successful people is you don't want have, you don't want your future reliant on someone else or contingent yeah. on what someone else does. Yeah. But the flip side of that is you want to take full responsibility for it. And then the, there's an interesting like kind of a paradox that happens. I want to have full responsibility for my success or failure. But when I succeed, I'm going to push it. I'm going to put it all on my team yeah. and these people. Yeah. And, and yeah. you started to build a team. And, I, and the environment that you're in, we have a lot of mutual friends who are really successful. There's this environment of everyone is supporting each other mm -hmm. in doing their thing. And I mean, that, that's that's just something that people have to understand. You got to yeah. take full responsibility for your success or failure. And then when you get around other people with the same mindset, they will actually support you yep. in what you're doing. So you have people to lean on. Yep. It's, it's a weird dynamic, but it, it's, it, it's a really powerful environment to be in. It's, it's the, cra the crazy thing that, 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 I'm, that I'm learning in this season is the, the, the downside to being the lone wolf and being the guy that's on his own is if you don't build the muscle of understanding how to truly be in collaboration, you'll fail. And, 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 and yeah. so for me, like my thing was like back in high school, I hated group activities. I hated all those things because once again, there would always be somebody in the group that either did way too much or didn't do enough and it impacted yeah. the rest of us. But, but I'm realizing, man, I didn't work out that muscle. I would opt to do things by myself. And so even though I wanted to own the space of the fail factor, I didn't develop the skill set of being in a group. So mm. in, in, in this season of my life, when, 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 when the group of people you're with is much smaller because you're dealing with people on a different mindset, if you don't have that muscle of collaboration, you're going to fail. And, 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 and there's, there, there was a few year gap where my crew and my team was distant to a certain space when it came to how we work together. Cause they're like, Earth you don't do collaboration well. You're, you're, you're yeah. brilliant at what you do, but the moment we want to bring to the mix and add our little seasoning and flavoring, you don't know how to deal with that. So it's like yeah. my, my glass ceiling was 
involving myself fully with others and allowing them to do their thing and shine and trust. Yeah. And, and, and now, that I'm, now that I've had that aha, like I truly have a team now. And so now what was, like, yeah, what was the aha for you? Because that so many, being an entrepreneur and being around other entrepreneurs, there's so many solopreneurs. Like they yeah, might yeah. hire somebody else to do something, but they don't really build a team. And the fact is you can get to six figures really easily. I mean, you, yeah. 15, 16, 19 year old kids getting to six figures. But if you want to scale to high six, uh, seven figures, just talking revenue, and you want to scale your impact and influence, you've got to learn to build a team, which requires you to trust yeah. people. What were some of the key, what were some of the ahas that you had that made you make the shift from, no, I have to control everything to I can hand it off to a team and now have a team that's taking what you do to a whole nother level. Wow. Uh, so, so my aha has, has literally, it started a year ago. Um, at church, I jumped into a role of producer. Um, I'd been the video guy at church since I got here. And that was a solo type role. I show up, I'll shoot the video, I cut it, edit it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Done. That's even like five, it, six years. Yeah. Even though it should have been a role I built a team around, I didn't. And, it was, and, and, and because no one was like, oh, I want to be on the video team, it was never an issue that I worked solo. Right. But getting thrown into the role of production league where now I'm overseeing 12 people and overseeing different groups for our Sunday experience, I was exposed that, man, there are some leadership skills I haven't even considered to develop because I've stayed away from the group. Yeah. And, and to get so context for, for our listeners, the Sunday experience, what he's talking about is the, the, the Sunday church worship experience and there's you know several hundred people in in the church and there's video there's music there's a full band there's videos going on social media there's videos for announcements like there's real production happening and i've been on behind the scenes with you um being directed by you in a lot of these video projects and you're really good at what you do but i want to give context for everyone so they understand yeah. like yeah. there's a real team of 12 other creatives and then there's people acting in the videos and there's all these dynamics and you've got to be able to lead those people mm -hmm. without being selfish otherwise yeah. you will bottleneck everything yeah and and and, and the big aha for me was I, I was on a wedding project um from from for my for my media company i i'll pick up weddings here and there and i shot this wedding and i brought in a couple extra shooters i was like i weddings are amazing but they're hard because everything's happening at the exact same moment. So you can't be everywhere at once. And yeah. I brought this team in and literally did the least amount of shooting, but produced the most amazing video I've ever produced. And it was on the strength of team. Yeah. And that's why I was like, wait a sec. My, my mindset used to be, I've got this pie. And right now the entire pie is mine. Yeah. If, if I bring you in now, I've got to cut the pie in half. Yeah, and, and 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 the more people I bring in, the more slices I create, and which is true. But I fail to to also realize that if I'm bringing another expert in, who's who's my peer, they're they're an expert in a different space. The pie gets larger, so we yeah. might be cutting the pie into slices, but now the pie has doubled in size. Now the pie has tripled in size. So, and then one of my mentors said he was like, what took him to the next level in his business was giving away two thirds of his of his ownership of his company. And he said, a quarter of a watermelon will always be larger than an entire grape. And that was the click of, oh, I'm not yeah. considering growth that happens when you bring in a team. Like, I never yeah. thought about that. Yep. Because the rappers, when they say, let's split the pie five ways. And when the actors say these different things, 
they don't give you the context that, oh, wait a minute, the pie is now grown. Now it's yeah. a case of, now it's just a case of, what you call it? It, it? It's a, it's a, I just, I just lost, I just, I just saw a text in my screen. My, my bad. It's, it's now a text <laughs> of, the, the, the value has grown so large that the collaboration makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and, and now you can have more than enough with your fraction than trying to hold on to the entire thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that takes a lot of, a lot of humility. That takes a lot of, of security in yourself because yeah. the times when I've not, I mean, I didn't do that well. Like I've, I've been in leadership roles for like since 2003. So dang man, if old 16 years and I've, I failed most of that. Mm. I failed to delegate. I had like, like yelling matches with people on my team. I've had leaders like break down crime because I wasn't allowing them to function and thrive. And I've had to realize that was my, my insecurity. Well, if I yeah. let you do this, then it's not going to get done right. And yeah. that's, you're not empowering people. I mean, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of dichotomy with, with leadership. The more you let go and trust your team, mm-hmm. the, the more it makes you look like you're like a, a super badass leader yep. and you're phenomenal. And then yep. your people feel amazing and then they do better, which makes everybody look better and everything yep. looks better. And you're doing less work and everybody's thriving more as opposed to when you're holding on to it. I mean, I think of that, uh, that old Looney Tunes cartoon with uh, Bugs Bunny and the Abominable Snowman. And he like grabs him and he's like, I'm going to pet him and squeeze him. And he's like choking <laughs> the life out of him. Like that's, that's most leaders. So, yeah, yeah. but talk about what, what are, because there's this, there's a, a kind of a, a caveat to, to trusting people. I did this in 2018. I brought late 2017, 2018. I brought on a guy. He was my uh, graphic designer. He was doing all the projects. He was doing video. He was my main creative. And we were going to make him a partner, give him a third of the company. Um, me and my wife give him a third of the company in exchange for that. But then one day he just bounced when things got tough. He stole a laptop. He stole from us. And that like almost ruined our business. Hmm. And I realized from that, that I made some bad decisions as to how I was selecting the people to yeah. be in my team. Yeah. And I've since learned from that, you know, I made mistakes with other business partners. So what are some of the key lessons you've learned around building a team? Because for, you know, our dominators out there, they want to dominate their life, their brand, their business. There's, it's important to understand how to select the right people to be on yeah, your team yeah. and grow. Um, I, I think for me, um, the, the biggest thing I look for, and this is, this is where, where I had to check my ego, let me first find, let me, let me look for people who are better than me. Yeah. Let me, let me that's, start there. That's let me just, one. let me start. Like, who, who's, who makes me look like trash? Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause I, cause I know I'm not trash. I'm low key the shit. And yeah. so if you're, if you make me look like I'm, then you're going to be amazing. So that's yeah. one of the first things I start. And then I'm like, okay, are you teachable? So generally they're younger than me. They're, they're at least, I've at least, I have a decade or at least on them. Yeah. Because if you get somebody your age, truth <laughs> is they have, they have 40 some years of bad habits or just 40 some years of how they do it that may impact how you want them to do it. Yeah. So find somebody teachable. And, 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 and then I look for how curious are these people? What's their level of curiosity? Um, because one. if they're curious, they're exploring and they're looking for other ways to get to the goal. Right. Yeah. So like they understand the vision, they know what you want to get done, but their curiosity is now like, well, how, what if we, what if we make this turn? How do we reroute to still get there? What's, what's the creative way to make that happen? Um, and then I just test them. Uh, mm. 
I, I think we have you this give idea. a shot at it and you, you leave room to see if they fail. You take a risk. Well, well, well here's the first thing I'll do. I'm not going to lie. Like, like we used to have this idea of, I don't like being micromanaged. Nah, yeah. I'm going to micromanage the heck out of you because I want you to get it. And it's in the details. So if, if you don't like me over your shoulders, peace. I'll see you later. No harm, no foul. Here's your paycheck. Yeah. When, when, I, when I came into the role at our church, the, when I got into the role of videographer, pastor, our, our pastor, Jonathan, when I would do videos, he would literally sit on my shoulder and watch every single move I made. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you have no idea how to produce a video. You have no idea how to shoot. You have no idea how to edit. Why are you on my back? And he was like, because you have no idea about our culture. You have no idea about how we word things. You have no idea yeah. about what our, how, how we express the heart of what we're doing. So until I know you know that, I'm going to be right on your shoulders. And this went on for months. Yeah. And I remember one, 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 one Saturday night, I was, hey, hey, will you check this video? I sent you the link to the video. Watch the video. Watch the video. He's like, bro, chill out. You understand it now. Go do your thing. Yeah. My skill set was never in question. I'd already earned that role. But he was like, I need you to understand how your role fits into this, to, to this, this mission, to, yeah. this, to this narrative, to this branding. Once you understand who we are, take your expertise and go, and, and, and go to the moon. And I remember as I, I, I went from, in my mind, videographer to, wait a minute, I'm now building this creative voice. I'm now, I'm now the foundation for this. And so my ownership increased. Yeah. My video quality increased. Everybody won. But it wasn't, it wasn't until he knew he could trust me with being the voice of the vision that that, 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 that breakthrough didn't happen. And so I say, yeah. like, like, like I'll, if, if you're going to work with me, I'm going to be on you because I want you to understand it. See, that, that's you powerful. Can. Yeah. I mean, that, and I want to I unpack that a little because, like you said, so much good stuff right there. And it even makes me realize things I didn't do because this person I'm talking about that was on the team didn't like to be micromanaged. I was like, look, when you're creating a website, when you're creating content, I want you to document the process so we can refine it and make it repeatable and make it easy. Yep. Uh, I, I don't work like that. And like, didn't like being micromanaged. And I wish we, I wish we'd had this conversation when I was working with him because I would have switched hmm. it up because we talk about micromanaging. Bad leaders will micromanage to make sure you don't screw it up. Yeah. Great leaders will micromanage you to make sure they're giving you all the support you need yep. so that you are phenomenal at what you do. And once you get there, they back off and they're yep. like, they go the complete opposite. I trust you. Go ahead and get it done. You, you know, you, you're the voice of it now. And when, you, when you're building a brand and a business, you've got to be willing to go through that process. And I love that you broke it down. I mean, you broke it. You literally broke it down. So simple. Find people who are, you know, they're more talented than you, which takes a lot of humility. Um, and it's, that's a struggle for a lot of people. Like I'm in the branding space. I run a, an agency where we do branding and now we're moving into the space of PR and we've done it successfully for some clients and we're taking it to that level. I'm not the best at all those things. What yeah. I'm the best at is the strategy of how to use them. Yeah, so I want to yeah. I want to get people who are better than me. I just brought on my best friend of 28 years who's phenomenal at sales. He's better at a lot of things and but he's also teachable. Yeah. He's a collaborator. Uh finding people that are curious because they mm -hmm. want to learn and then being willing to make them uncomfortable but with the understanding that I'm over your shoulder because I want you to thrive. I want yep. you to be the best. That's that's a huge difference. I mean that right there, somebody's business just went, to, just went to the next level in 2020. Woo! That right there. Like, we're done. Drop the mic. That's it. That's the episode. Go make a million dollars. 
I, and I will be, we will be dropping my PayPal information in the link below. So uh, you can go ahead and just throw <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> um, but here's, here's the thing, like, like I've realized, like if you look at birds, right? Yeah. The mother, when, the, when, the, when, the, when they're in the nest, the mother's on them. The mother's the, like a mother bird with fresh hatchlings in the nest is the scariest creature because they can fly and they have talons and they're overly protecting those birds. But once the bird launches out and learns how to fly, it's like, deuce, go do your yeah. thing now. And I, and I think like, like for example, my, 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 my main shooter on my team is this guy named Lester. He's, a, he's in his early 20s, I think he's 21, 22-ish. This guy is so amazing and he's, and he's, he's always wanting to learn. So, he, so we've had conversations, he's like, Urs, any kind of value, anything you can teach me, anything that you see that I'm doing, please tell me. Yeah. There was one conversation where I, where, he, where, where I was praising him up and he was just like, I don't need you to praise me. I need you to teach me. And it's That's like, good. those are the type of people that, and, and, and I'll be honest, for me, coming from the space of being a performer, you're used to getting laughs. You're used to getting cheers. So you, you get conditioned to wanting that good job. When mm. the truth is, the, somebody patting you on the back saying how great you did is not going to make you any better. Yeah. But somebody saying, hey, dude, when you did X, Y, Z, you shouldn't do that. Now you're, now you're leveling up and now you're getting better. So it's like being willing to receive, not critique, but just information, teaching, like mentoring, like, like give it to me. That's how I get better. And I, and I think that's, for me, that was, was my initial struggle. I don't, I don't need you to tell me how to be better. I'm an expert. Uh, you're, you're only yeah. this kind of an expert. You want to be this kind of an expert. You better open up for the floodgates of the teaching because that's, that's the only way you increase, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why, you know, I have coaches and everyone, every coach that I've ever had has a coach. I mean, yep. Tony Robbins coaches billionaires. Those billionaires are coached by someone else. I mean, the most successful people in the world are the ones who are constantly looking to learn from someone yep. else. Even if, you know, you get to the highest level and then you're learning from other peers, yep. but it's, it's recognizing that there's always someone who can teach you something and learning how to select who those people are. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's powerful. I mean, if you're going to grow a brand, you got to learn how to build a team. Um, man, that, that's so much, we, that's so much fire. We just dropped right there. Like that's a, <laughs> it's a good stuff. So I always like asking this question uh, when we're kind of wrapping up, this is the brand domination show. You've been mm -hmm. with us since the jump off. What's next for you? What's the next level of domination? Um, I am in the process of building a, and, I'm, and I'm, this is the first time I'm saying it in, in front of anybody. So I'm just going to say, people. Um, this, this so, is exclusive. Um, Dame, Dame Dash is a, one of my, one of my, one of the people I admire so much because mm. of the fact that he's, he's not afraid to be honest about his fails or about his perceived failures. And he's also not afraid to dream big and put everything at risk to accomplish his goals. And, um, I'm taking my level of production, my level of content creation to the next level as far as wanting to empower other creatives. So right now I'm in the process of building my own, basically my own channel, um, my own production company, my own, nice. my own world where, where, where creatives, where, where filmmakers, where musicians, where news anchors, what, what, whatever the content you, you want to create, I'm going to produce it and make it excellent. Um, so picking up a lot of partnerships, picking up, whether they're podcasts, whether they're, you know, vlogs, whether they're web series, like, like let, let me now lend my expertise to what you're currently doing. 
um, to make it better. I, 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 we're in a phase right now where everyone's doing it, but I think when you have access to get it done, there's a, there's a lot of room for improvement. And right. um, my, my, my goal is not to, not to do it for you, but it's to help you do it better. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's where, like, like I, I got into the video game late in the game when, when most companies already had a guy on staff with a camera. So me coming into the office pitching a video project didn't sell. But when I came in to say, hey, let's take what you're currently doing and make it effective and better, people started listening. Yeah. And my, and my, and my biggest line was, don't fire Todd, keep your video guy, but let's give him better content to create so that you can succeed. Because that's really where my mastering is. It's, it's not like, yeah, I'm dope with the camera, of course, but I'm dope in the development of what you're going to make with your camera. And that's where yeah. you're gonna have long-lasting success. So, from a standpoint of let, 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 let me let me open the let me let me open the door and invite people in and help them level what they're doing up, um, because that's where they're gonna succeed, and that's where I'm the most gifted and talented. Um, that's that, awesome. that, that that's 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 where my passion is seeing seeing people level up and get better. Um, hmm. And then just taking my, my my consulting business, like I've really. I've really built a team to handle my hands-on projects and I'm really going to take the consulting and the creative development to the next level because that's the longevity. Yeah. Um, and when, and when you can make a majority of your income in the imagination realm, you can now really do your thing. Um, I'm also getting back into stand-up comedy. I was on stage last night nice. and after seven years I got on stage and um, still got it. And I'm no longer going to sit on this dream and sleep on it because there's this trash on Netflix, but I can't be mad at those comedians because they're out doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, if, if I feel like I'm the funniest one, let me, let me, let me, let me back that up. So 2020 is the Ursel Ivanhoe experience is coming back. And, uh, we'll talk in a year from now and, uh, I'll have you Let's on my it. show. <laughs> and you'll be like, Oh, snap Urs. Like real <laughs> this, this is, I had a breakthrough where I decided and I realized there's so many lies on my life that I've been believing. Yeah, yeah. So much garbage that I have made my reality. And then I've been living in it. So I've totally been functioning out of lies, whether they're relational lies, whether they're how, how, self-perception lies, ability lies. And it's like, wait a second. I'm flushing all these lies down the toilet. The truth is I'm dope. And I'm going to walk that out and live that way. And if people don't like it. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I don't care. This, 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 cause, cause I'm tired of, I'm tired of missing out on my dreams because of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No more, bro. No more of that. It's like, let's, let's make it happen. Let's do it. So this, this is, this let's is what go, man. is going to look I like. I love bro. it. Awesome. Domination, baby. <laughs> well, dominators, make sure you connect with my man, Urs. Hey, wh where can they connect with you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Ursel Ivanhoe. Um, that's, that's, that's my main place where I, where I, where I, throw out a lot of my content um my website ursalavino.com um all those things there so like that's the best way to connect with me my number is on the site you can give me a call if you really want like i don't hide i'm available all right and he's got that radio voice he says he doesn't have a face but he's a good looking dude so ladies hit him up <laughs> hey look I, i'll be i know i'm handsome as hell. I, I look just like my dad my dad's handsome so i'm like i'm, I'm a splitting image of course i'm handsome you know like the apple did not fall far from the tree it's just a much bigger apple. <laughs>
All right, Dominators, I know you got value from the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a written review. Let us know what value you got from the episode and the links to uh, Ursel's social media. His website will be in the show notes, so make sure you go check it out. Show him some love. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Brand Domination Show. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode, and thank you for supporting the Brand Domination Show. Because of your written reviews, your five-star ratings, the Brand Domination Show not only has ranked in the top 100 podcasts on Apple, we actually hit number 42 of all marketing podcasts on Apple, and that's out of hundreds of thousands of podcasts. So, Dominator Nation, you are amazing. And if you're new to the show or you haven't already left us a written review, please do so. Let us know what you think about the show so we can continue to bring you even more value from the top entrepreneurs and experts out there. Your support helps us reach more people out there who need real actionable tactics and value so that they can dominate in their life, their brand, and their business. Again, I appreciate you. Thank you for supporting the show. And Dominator Nation, keep dominating.